Welcome to We Are Meaningful, a podcast where we transform the anonymous experiences of black and brown talent into powerful audio narratives. Each month, we center the dialogue around a common theme, providing you, our listeners, with the tools and resources you need to help navigate, grow, and thrive in corporate spaces. Our stories, experiences, and our voices are meaningful. We are meaningful. Hi, everyone. This is Crystal. And this is Krista. And today we're joined by Trinidad Ermita. Once upon a time, there was a creative who, due to the unfortunate circumstances of society, suppressed her creative gene to learn how to maneuver up the corporate ladder. Fast forward 10 years, she's discovered how to embrace both the creative gene and corporate lessons to benefit this generation. Trinidad is the head of diversity and inclusion at Niantic Incorporated, an AR technology company that produces mobile games, including Pokemon Go, Harry Potter, Wizards Unite, and Ingress, which have jointly had over 800 million downloads. Trinidad has the drive and ambition to champion positive change and is ready to change the game, all puns intended. Welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cardi. puns intended. <laughs> Ow. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. And thank you for having me, Crystal. And Krista. Of course. Yes. So I'm so excited about you actually coming on for this month's narrative, Light of Mind, because ever since the first time we met each other, you have literally been a light. No matter what, a light. Do you remember when we met one another? Yeah, of course I remember. Where do we meet each other? It was at some kind of networking event. You and but it wasn't. You and wait, you and Diedrich. No, wrong, 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 wrong. So we met each other when we were out downtown in Oakland. Ooh, child! And you rolled <laughs> up, and you were like, "Hey, y'all, how are y'all doing?" I okay, you're right. I was wrong. Um. Yes, I do remember. And I remember that I wanted you to be my best friend. And you looked at me like I had four heads and Dietrich was feeling me, but you were like, mm, I don't know about this woman, but I, I just, about this lady. when I met both of you, I was like, y'all are dope and I need y'all in my life. And it was from that point on, I truly believe it was a blessing. Yeah, and we were like inseparable, and then I left. Okay. And then you left me high and dry, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Insert tear. But yes, single tear running down my face. <laughs> but but we're back. Like we're we're right here together, together having this again. episode. Yeah, like it's all good. So let's go ahead and jump into the narrative. So let's roll it. 
We're all waiting for that moment. We've been taught to do A, then B and C. And you'll get to that place in your life when you have clarity, success and peace. If I just get that degree or certification or love life, that international trip, the big house, a promotion, then all I've worked for will finally be worth it. And life will be perfect. We're constantly striving for the light at the end of the tunnel, but it never really seems to come because something else always gets in the way. So what if it doesn't exist? What if this journey is just one long tunnel and it's our responsibility to make light and carry it with us? If you woke up tomorrow and were told, it doesn't get any better, friend, this is all you have. How would you change? What would you say or do to empower and drive yourself? To ignite a flame that carries you through years like 2020. I wonder what it would look like if we took back the power, love, support, and energy that we give to those undeserving people, situations, jobs, and just saved it and used it as fuel to inspire ourselves and feel whole. The gag is, we don't have to wait until the end of the tunnel to see a light. We have it right now because the light is us. The light is you. So after hearing the narrative, share with us what your initial thoughts and reactions were. Well, first things first, I, I what stood out to me the most is taking back that energy that we give to the undeserving. I, I think a lot of times subconsciously we do things without even thinking that we do things or we operate in a way because generations have told us to operate a certain way or society mm -hmm. has pressured us through propaganda and social media to think that we need to fulfill this prophecy or that prophecy. Um, it brings me back to the beginning of COVID when, you know, I saw friends who were doing workout videos. I saw friends who were writing books. I saw friends who were um, doing their vision boards and it was like almost like hey if you're not keeping up to the status you're just being lazy and you're not taking advantage of covid uh, and that totally just totally just doesn't consider the fact that it's a global pandemic there's emotions there's um, people who are suffering from depression there's so many different variables and um I know it's light of mind, but it just, it brought me there and I'm coming back, I'm coming back, but mm -hmm. it brought me there to that point of like, how are we pressuring people to follow our standards and not necessarily allowing them to process and find what works best for them in, in this day and age? Yeah. I feel like we live in this hustle culture where it's like, go, 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 go. If you aren't going, 
then what are you doing with your life, girl? So I love that you pointed that out because I think there are many people who haven't really shifted their perspective to think of it in that way, to realize that you are enough right now as you are. If all you can do today is get up out of your bed and go sit on the couch, then that's all you can do today. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like, like you mentioned, right? Like for a lot of people, 2020 was a difficult year and this is actually making me happy that we're talking about it because I I think there's also an element of like unhealthiness that can be associated with trying to like whitewash situations, like make them positive. Right. I know whitewash has a, a couple different connotations, but like with your life too, right? Like, oh, well, if something bad's happening, let's not focus on it. Let's not think about it. Let's just think about the positive, make the most of this moment. We don't need to, to reflect or any of that. Let's just keep it pushing, like Crystal said. And for many people, like 2020 was a difficult year. But if you had to put a positive spin on the challenges that you faced, what would it sound like? Like, what are some lessons that you learned or ways you grew and do you think it's healthy to reflect on those? So things? that was a question, right? <laughs> Just checking. Um, uh, <laughs> if I were to put a positive spin, I I do think reflection is key to growth. Period. I do think that um, being a hindsight is twenty twenty. Another period, and I I could say a lot more where I'm at now in October than in March uh, or in January. And the positive spin on this year for me has been the opportunity to actually allow myself to feel and go through the ups and downs of this pandemic. I, I personally, in my own reflection, realized that my busyness was keeping me from actually reflecting. My busyness was was also mm-hmm. a form of what's the word? Um, it like it. What did you say? Repression. Repression. It's it was it was my way of not having to deal. Right. Like I I definitely was um, going through emotional ups and downs, but when you, when you travel all the time, you're in the present of just getting done what you need to get done. And the fact that all of my travel and everything stopped, all of my socialization of being able to go to the bar and drink or hang out with my friends till two o'clock in the morning and then wake up the next morning um, to do it all over again, that stopped. I'm stuck in my room in my house and you can only watch so much TV Um, read so many books, um, do so many video games. And you get to this point where you're like, okay, Trin, now you have to actually hang out with yourself. And so in doing that, I feel like I've been able to grow in some areas and in some areas in my life where I wasn't necessarily willing to open that door because of the the skeletons were scaring me. Uh, And I finally did that this year. And so uh, not not doing things that are just going to ignore how I feel. So for me recently, uh, I went through a breakup and 
I didn't pop on social medias or apps, you know, to like, I didn't just immediately say, okay, um, let me get back on Bumble or Tinder, you know, a week later. Right. My, my whole, my whole process of that is sort of like how I process, um, COVID, which is no, you're going to sit in this. You're going to cry some days. You're going to be happy some days, but you're going to go through this. You're not going to cover it. And then three years down the line have to revisit it. I want to go through this once and for all so that I can, um, be a healthier me. Yeah. I love that. Especially because like we were saying right before the question, right? It's that I think that light of mind isn't about being positive. Light of mind is about doing what makes you healthy, happy, and feel empowered. And I think a lot of the times people associate reflection with sadness and like dwelling. So I'm like, so happy for you that you like got that clarity in 2020, but that you also held yourself accountable to it following like the, um, this emotional situation. Right. And I think 2020 claimed a lot of relationships almost claim mine. Hey, <laughs> well, well, I <laughs> been a it, tough year. <laughs> it should, it was that, that part, that part, but I, this, this is the part where I realized like I'm resilient AF. Um, mm-hmm. that I can be alone and not self-implode because I'm an, I'm an ENFP. I'm an extrovert and Crystal knows this because she's been around me. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're in the room, I want you to know that you're seen and, and acknowledge you. Um, it gives me a greater appreciation for hindsight, being able to look back, but it also gives me the ability to trust the process because I, I only know in part and see in part. I know that there's a bigger picture out there and I'm just going to trust that if I focus on healing and I focus on being present that um, I'll be able to make it to tomorrow. You definitely will. And speaking of processes, can you share a little bit more about what your framework is for dealing with loss, challenges, suffering, frustration, anything related to that? How do you deal with it? So uh, I deal with it like, uh, well, I don't want to assume that most humans do this, but I believe that I seek what I think is going to help me to be more healthy. I think as a, a Christian woman, prayer is always at the base of everything that I do. Like even with my work, I pray, I meditate, I read. Um, so in talking to God, I, I, I ask for wisdom, clarity and peace. Um, and with like with the wisdom piece for action to know what to do next. And in reading, uh, I read self-help books, nonfiction, inspirational. But when I read the Bible, it's like, okay, Lord, you know, give me something that I can like hold on to today so that I can uh, trust in you. And I mean, exercise, therapy, therapy is good, y'all being able, I mean, I can only do so many podcasts and tell everybody in the world how I feel, but just to have one person I can consistently talk to, um, who can know the history, who can see my growth, like it's important and imperative that when you're trying to do something different and you, you have that support, the therapist can acknowledge it, right? Cause they, cause they're there and they can be like, you know, 
I see you, you know, last week you came and you did this, but this week you did this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I need that affirmation. That's just me. Um, talking with friends. Yeah. Uh, and my family has been a huge foundation in this past year in, in all aspects, just, um, and I have a new, I have a new love for spending time with my parents. Like it, they're so cute and they get on my nerves sometimes, but they also are, they have so much wisdom. And I don't think I appreciated that when I was a teenager. And so now as an adult, being able to acknowledge the wisdom that they have and that they've been there, done that and plenty of the things and also vice versa. It's been pretty cool. So I really appreciate this framework. And Krista, I don't know if you remember this, but like a week ago, you were talking to me and you were like, what's your framework for like dealing with things that annoy you or like when you're stressed out? And I was like trying to be funny, but also Mm -hmm. deflecting. Because I was like, oh, I like to watch funny videos on Instagram. And she was like, how many funny videos can you watch? Like, what else? And I was like, scream? I don't know. (laughs) Because I had never actually sat down to think about, like, how do I process these things that I go through? And I'm the type of person where if something happens to me, I just hold it in. And then it just all keeps building and building and building and building. And what people see from me is this strong person who doesn't really have a reaction either way. And it's like inside, I'm like dying and screaming. And then at some point, I just lose it. So I love this framework that you've gone through because it helps me to think through the things that maybe I should start doing um, to process the challenges that I go through, especially in 2020. It's some Friend, I'm so proud. <laughs> Well, I, ultimately, it's like, <laughs> I honestly don't know how people do it, right? Yeah, we do. Like, I don't just have my own life that I consider every day. It's also the employees at my company and our players and the people who interact with the company. So it's like this added backpack. You know, I don't just have one backpack. It's another one. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. um, I have to be able to Mm -hmm. take those backpacks off and set them down and and pour into myself Uh, the the quote of what you need to put the the mask on first before you put it on someone else when you're on a plane. You know, I I take that. I take that seriously. I -hmm. I want to give from an overflow and. What I mean by that is I, you know, I don't want to be a cup that's half full and I'm pouring like, you know, my last bit of water um, to quench your thirst. I want to come from a full cup that's oh, that that cup is just flowing over and you get that, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Totally. And on top of that, I want to come with a full cup and show you how to leverage your own full cup, too. So I, I think that like um, we just had a conversation with John, Don Christian, right? And the name of the episode was Pour Into Yourself, because I think especially as black and brown women, we are always pouring into others, pouring into our work, pouring into our accomplishments, our children, our partners. And we never stop to 
give it to ourselves. And I don't think it's a lack of self-awareness. I really don't. I think we just don't want to, right? We don't want to sit. We don't want to think about it. We're like, no, no, no. Let's just keep giving it to other people. That still feels good. Let's keep doing that. I don't want to have to deal with some of the things that are going on in my heart and in my closet. So I'm really, really glad that that we're talking about that today and the importance of reflecting on it. If you had a quote to live by or like a favorite quote, what would it be, Trinidad? (laughs) Stay ready. Don't have to get ready. Yes. Stay Stay ready ready. so you don't have to get ready. Like, I love it. Like, oh, this makes me think of one thing. What does this make you think of? (laughs) Well, you know, the pastor in me. And I was like, (laughs) well, preach. No, I'm saying, um, what it makes me think of is, and I'm not even trying to be funny, a parable in the Bible that talks about, um, having your lamp. Like there's a wedding party that's going to happen and, these people have lamps and the lamps have oil and you need to make sure that your lamp has oil so you can get into the potty. Anybody who knows me like knows I like the potty, right? So like, <laughs> so I don't want to be standing in this long mm-hmm. line for the potty and then I get there and they're like, oh, you don't have your, you don't have your oil, you don't have your wristband, you don't have your stamp. So for me, it's, it's a matter of like being ready for opportunities when they come and being confident in yourself enough to know that you are ready for those opportunities. Uh, and that's why I say stay ready. You don't have to be ready. Get ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready and miss an opportunity in that moment. Sorry, I was like tripling over my words. But um, there are so many opportunities that happen. And I, I mean, I've been in some of them in my personal life where it's literally someone saying, yo, can you? can you record this tomorrow? And I'm like, bet, you know, I'll be there versus like, Oh shoot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have all the equipment or I don't have, um, I need to do a lesson or I need to, I need to do this or that. So it's, 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 I look at it in the form of opportunities with, um, with jobs, with, um, volunteering with, with friends or even trips. Like, you know, someone might be like, yo, you want to go on this road trip? because I made my bed and my money's right. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to like, I don't have to <laughs> save that up or, you know, clean this or do that. I don't know. It's just, it's just something that stuck with me for all my life. I've been, I've been this day ready. Don't have to get ready since I was probably a teenager. I need to rethink my favorite. Quote. Yeah, I need to. Because I've been holding on to the same quote for What's a real quote? long time from Mrs. But Frizzle. you're not the same person. I am the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, right now my brain is dead. Um, is it something about being in control? God, I can't think of it right now. No, no, no. It's um, there. take chances, mm-hmm. make mistakes, get messy. My brain is like done today. But yes, take chances, make mistakes, get messy by Mrs. Frizzle. And I feel like that is the quote that I live by every day because I feel like the work, the, the work that we're in, uh, Trinidad, you and I, it's ever developing. Like things are always changing. You always have to take chances. You have to risk it all the time because the things that have worked in the past 
for other people may not work for us, or there's tons of things that companies have been doing forever that haven't ever worked. So we always have to take chances and make mistakes. No, I love that. But I still feel like I need. Yes. And I'm, I love that quote. I'm going to reiterate that. I think we always go through stages in life where we evolve. Like you were just saying that about companies, the same thing happens with people too. We evolve and we change our thinking, the way we reflect, the way that we heal, right? So I think it's okay for us to evolve into new quotes too, because maybe we don't live life that way anymore. I mean, I still think you take you I'm take some taking chances. that quote. FYI, I'm going to take that. I, I, yeah. I think that there's a lot of take it um, mantras, quotes, uh, things that we hold on to that are like our, our foundation. And it's not just one thing or another. There's always multiple things that factor into who we are because we're so complex. And so I truly believe that. I I mean, I definitely take chances and I definitely have to put my neck out there and I can't be afraid. In my line mm-hmm. of work, I can't be afraid because if I'm afraid, I might be hindering someone else's success or opportunity. And guess what? At the end of the day, if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't like what I'm trying to do for your company and empower it, this is an at-will work environment and I can go somewhere else. Yeah, basically, yes. Period. <laughs> Everybody yes. can. Yeah. I like saying period a lot, FYI. Period. I love it. Period. So <laughs> where can our listeners find you online? Question mark, period. <laughs> question mark period uh my <laughs> so my name is trinidad Edmida, h-e-r-m-i-d-a aka this is trini uh a lot of people find me on social the medias at this is trini one word linkedin you can find me with my first and last name um i do have a website called curvy and cute.com because i'm curvy Aww. and cute you are period. cute period um but but that's that's pretty much it Uh, if you're on ig twitch um discord twitter facebook she wants to connect do y'all hear her connect let's get connected she's like i have the everything this is training i have the everything period Yes. And <laughs> what is your um your favorite filter on Instagram? Is it the orange? Orange you yes, have it to <laughs> I, so so if you follow me on Instagram, probably once or twice a week you will get a message from me in my story and it's an or a talking orange and it's me doing something silly because I love the orange and I feel like it's the best thing ever. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Are Meaningful podcast. Follow us on Instagram at wearemeaningful.co and visit our website to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. We're excited to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Talk to you next week.